What's up, everybody? It's the Rolling Stoner Podcast. We're starting off another episode with another smoke session. I'm your host, Luke Rollin. Let's get it going, everybody. Another episode, another Reefers review, another strain of the day. This strain is Bubblicious Gelato. It's a, it is a hybrid of two hybrids, which makes it an ultimate hybrid of both sativa and indica, but mainly it's a sativa dominant. The hybrid of the hybrids, I'll go into it in more depth for you guys right now. The first strain we got is Bubblicious. It's a mid-level THC, about 16%, uh, which is, this strain is derived from the bubblegum strain, and it's got a calm and energizing effect on the user, or the stoner, I guess. We'll call him the stoner. That's a more, that's a, that's a subtler, you know, name than the user. You know, that makes me sound like I'm, like, abusing heroin or something, which I'm not. I'm just, you know, teeing off a little, little herbal bowl before my day. Recording a little podcast, starting off the holiday season, you know, with a good little treat. The next one we got is gelato, which is more of a peppery citrus kind of taste to it. It's got a more, uh, more definitely like more orange flavored weed. And also, once again, mid THC level, 16%, and calm and energizing. Because what, what weed doesn't have a calm and energizing effect? indica that's for sure that shit will it will keep you in the couch all right i always take the best naps after smoking indica also cbd that shit doesn't really have a calm and energizing well it has a calm effect for sure but not real energizing like you don't get that head high of like creativity you're just like ah i don't feel my arthritis anymore which is still nice for like you know people that are dying but i'm young i still have a life to live so i like smoking thc Speaking of which, the effects of this strain, Bubblicious Gelato, is a relaxed 71%, happy 65%, and, eufor- and euphoric 60-60%. It also helps with stress about 29%, anxiety 27%, and depression 25%. Now, I have no idea what gauges these percentages are to the emotions, alright? I'm not really a logistical kind of guy, I kind of just feel the way I feel. But to sum up this strain for you guys, it's less of a therapeutic strain. It's not going to make you think about life or, you know, confront your mortality or anything. But it's more of a let's get shit done type of strain. Like, I smoked this before I, like, did an outline for a podcast or before I worked out. And I got a lot of shit done, which is nice. Very productive strain. Uh, Overall, I definitely would smoke this again. I even hit up my guy and I was like, yo, you need to get more of this shit. So... Bubblicious Gelato, that's the new wave for the holiday season. Moving on to the ganja gamer gimmick of the episode. Uh, since it's that time of the year again for music listeners, I'm not talking about the Christmas time. I'm talking about Spotify released its 2021 Wrapped today, uh, which basically kind of sums up all of the listening that you've done on Spotify. The algorithm that has been stalking you for the past year has now presented itself to uh its master saying this is who you are as a person according to your music taste and i really like that because you can learn a lot about a person from their taste of music i i believe a person's taste of music also reflects their tolerance to learn new experiences 
um, or to just embrace things that uh, isn't necessarily about them, you know, because music is about the artist and how they express themselves, and you can listen to it and appreciate it, but really that's, that's it, you know? So here's my 2021 wrapped for you guys. The Rolling Stoner Spotify wrapped. Now, the song my algorithm thought would be the opening credit song to a movie about my life would be How Much a Dollar Cost by Kendrick Lamar. And honestly, I'm going to say this is pretty accurate. I've found myself multiple times having lots of conversations with homeless people talking about economic policy. So that's a very fitting song to start off, you know, an introduction to a story about Luke Rowland. The song that I would have a dance-off against my rival with is the song Patty Cake by Kodak Black. Pretty bumping song, gonna be honest. And also, I think I would totally win this dance-off, by the way. Like, it wouldn't be a pretty dance-off at all. Not, not at all, all right? This ain't gonna be like a, a Just Dance, you know, movie or anything. I am very Caucasian, and my dance moves reflect that. But still, still, I will always make sure that my rivals have way less rhythm than I do, and that they are a lot more paler. Over this year, I've listened to a total of 42,988 minutes on Spotify. That is more than 90% of all the other listeners in the United States. You know, ah. Uh, People people have therapy. I have Spotify. That's all. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> My top artists this year were number one, J. Cole, no surprise there. Number two, Kanye West. Number three, Kendrick Lamar. Number four, Mac Miller. And number five, Chance the Rapper. He's still holding it on. Uh my top five songs were Jesus Walks by Kanye West, How Much a Dollar Cost by Kendrick Lamar, Backseat Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar, Romeo and Juliet by Peter McPolin. You know, I was in a relationship this year, so there's obviously going to be one love song in the top five. And then The Climb Back by J. Cole. So that was the rap for my personal Spotify account, but I also got a rap for 2021 for the Rolling Stoner podcast, since this was the first year that this podcast has been on the air and I'm going to review it with you guys. I'm very proud of the work that I've done with this podcast. Uh, it honestly was like a year ago around this week that I came up with the idea to do a podcast named the Rolling Stoner podcast and now it's cool to see a year, even a year later, just the amount of progress I've done with it and I'm very proud with it. I'm going to share with you some of the stats that I was shown because you know, why Why not? This is my show. I want to show it to you guys. You guys are the OG listeners anyway, so uh, I think y'all deserve to know. So I first started publishing episodes on Spotify on March 12th, 2021. And since then, I've had a total of 2,000... Not 2,000. I wish 2,000. That'd be cool. Someday. But total, I've had a total of 219 total listens. I'm very proud of all those listens, and I'm very glad y'all have listened. Thank you very much for listening, all 219 of them. 
And those 219 streams have come from 16 different countries, including the United States, Spain. Shout out to Miguel and Carlos over there, my boys. The Philippines, shout out to my boy Dan, Daniel, who's also now in Spain. And shout out, and Canada, shout out to Canadians. I saw that country once. Just, just like saw it. I didn't go in it. It was a cool site though. There was like a big ass mountain. And 22 people listen to the Rolling Stoner podcast more than any other podcast. Shout out to those people. Those are the OG fans, the Stoners, Stoner Squad right there. Hell yeah. I've released a total of 1,421 minutes of content over the course of 21 episodes. And right now, I'm on episode 26, so there's even more minutes of content to that number, but I'm bad at math, so I'm not going to add it. And uh, this is only the beginning, guys, all right? These are the disclosed episodes. This was like the preseason, you know? You saw me when I was figuring this shit out as a hobby before I started really taking it seriously as a career and a way of life. But that's soon coming, so stay tuned, guys. Big things are happening in 2022. That's for sure. Y'all are only at the beginning of it. I'm glad to bring y'all along. I'm glad to embark on this. I'm thankful for God, for sure, for showing me this journey and laying it out for me. I'm so excited to you know, keep on keeping on. All right. Moving on to cannabis current events. CNN suspended Chris Cuomo after new records emerged showing his involvement in advising New York Governor Andrew Cuomo amid sexual harassment cases. Wow, big surprise. A guy went to his brother for sexual advice and now they're both in a shit ton of trouble. But they're Italian. That's not an excuse. That just means that their mom beat them for not eating their pay, their plate of pasta instead of beating them for how they should have talked to women. Still got a whole guys accountable, all right? You also still can't be sexually harassing people, all right? No matter how much you love touching people, all right? Save that for the bedroom after the form of consent has been saved. Then you can touch them all you want, you know? Keep that balance. Three people died in... A Michigan school shooting yesterday. A 15-year-old was taken into custody as a suspect. Now it's time for a little Generation Z math problems. If I had a 15-year-old school shooter who kills three people in a rural America with an AR-15, and then we multiply the amount of people he gunned down by five years each, what will that give us? That will give us the amount of years of probation or life in prison the judicial system will give the suspect, depending on one more factor. The color of his skin. Well, that's been math problems for Generation Z. Moving on to Europe, the United Kingdom regulations has ordered Meta, or the artist formerly known as Facebook, to sell the company Giphy asserting its accusation that the GIF platform would reduce competition. Meta is considering an appeal. This is kind of funny. It's, it's like a, mag, it's a, it's a modern-day Magna Carta, but for memes. You know, like the British people are like, Meta, we're fine with you, you know, ruling the world through corporate means and taking control of our life. But at least, at least give us, at least give us the privilege 
to make online jokes about it. Alright? Freedom, freedom of speech shall be reserved only under censorship of China. But still, you know, I think that's what sums up what that, that was, you know. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm way too fucking high, guys. No, I'm not. I've only taken like a hit today. But moving on to the high thought of the day. You know, I think uh, society, it's moving so fast towards this metaverse thing. and I really hope we just don't doom ourselves to repeat history again as we embark on these new frontiers. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why it's so important to educate yourself on the past and where we've been in any way you can, no matter what means, you know? Whether it be through the school system, through academia, through talking to old people, you know, getting their stories, or just watching a shit ton of, like, biopic movies or something. Just educate yourself on where we've been, all right? Because with a full understanding of our past, that is the only way we can utilize the present in order to prepare for a better tomorrow. Otherwise, we're only just doomed to make the same mistakes over and over again. And I don't want to go through another Holocaust. I don't want to relive slavery. I don't want to do another space race. Okay? I already saw all that shit when I watched the Oscar... the Oscar baits for the past five years. Alright? And it was cool. But it was kind of sad. Alright? I want to make new shit. I want to create. I want to love. I want everyone to express themselves. And, you know, all that type of shit. I don't know why. But I think it'd be cool, you know? It'd be cool. Just everybody just stay high, you know? Anyway, we got a great show for you guys. The fun fact of the day is what is the reason for the Christmas season? And then the debate is how is what's more important, you know? The health of your body versus the health of your reputation. I know, that one's a thinker, isn't it? So stay tuned, guys. We got a great show for y'all. It's gonna be good. Gonna be great. Gonna be fucking amazing, y'all. Alright, so it is December 1st. Officially started, you know. Thanksgiving and Black Friday has passed us. So it's officially the holiday season. So we can now talk about Christmas without being scrutinized by our aunts. Yes. Yep. Uh, but uh, so this fun fact of the day, in honor of that, is about the reason for the Christmas season. You know, what is the real reason why we celebrate so many holidays in December? You know, every December twenty fifth, everyone all over the world, especially Western culture, especially, celebrate the holiday Christmas, and the Jewish celebrate Hanukkah. Everyone from different cultures around the world have different traditions and customs that they practice uh, this time of the year to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Or was it to get presents from a fat guy sponsored by Coca-Cola? Or was it actually just to take a bunch of mushrooms under some pine trees for a long winter's night? Definitely not. You know, who's to say? 
Well, we are going to try to say some things here at the Rolling Stoner Podcast because of the fun fact of the day, we will be exploring the real reason for the Christmas holiday season. Alright. Excited. So, why do you guys celebrate Christmas? Um, it's American custom. But like, <laughs> basically, you, you still do it now, right? Oh yeah. So like, why? Because Christmas is a time where everyone is nice and everyone is peaceful and everyone is getting along because it's something that we can all relate with. Joy to the world is it's the closest we'll get to joy for an entire day, for an entire season, dude. It's lit. Yeah. And so it's Christmas Day is usually peaceful. I'd say the, no the month leading up to it, you know, there's a lot of tension that builds for sure. Why do you celebrate, Mike? I celebrate it because I am religious, you know. I do celebrate the birth of Christ. And with my family, you know, every year we always watch the the nativity scene, which is this movie which shows the process of, you know, the Virgin Mary, Joseph, and all that. And all the cattle. Yep. But also, it's just, you know, like I said, season, like Jacob said, season of giving. Mm-hmm. It's a time, you know, to share the love. Yeah. And just... I like celebrating because it's a time to be with a family. Uh, yeah. My family's definitely gotten closer around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, I think that's when a lot of our, like, seasonal depression starts was around that time uh, a lot of we've had a lot of relatives die during December like my pop-up yeah. died December 15th yeah. uh, so I just distinctly remember uh, just a lot of family like coming closer during the holiday season and yeah. the one thing we held on to was the Christmas holiday it's like that light at the end of the tunnel not actual death that's the light at the end of the tunnel but Christmas was like you know what as long as we get through Christmas we can be, you know, chill and we'll have a good rest of the winter. Christmas is lit. Especially with all the shit going on in the world right now. It's just like, we all we all need the holidays. Mm-hmm. We do. You know? This is the first Christmas I've spent without a manger set up. Yeah. Wherever I've been at. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I had Roman Catholic Christmases, too. I had non-denominational Christmases, which was pretty cool. I had, at one point, there was a full-ass camel in like our church nice. that was like our big attraction and literally like thousands of people church. came to this mat like to this christmas mass to like see mm-hmm. charlie the camel <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny but winter has always been a time for change in the world even uh and change is often a cause for celebration to welcome in a new chapter in our lives especially with the new year that comes right after december uh, humans have been celebrating the changes of winter long before the birth of Christ in a little town called Bethlehem. The Celtics, the Europeans, they would celebrate the winter solstice because it meant that the worst of winter was behind them, you know, uh, and they could look forward to spring and longer days. The Norse in Scandinavia, uh, the people would celebrate Yule, which was a festival. That, was, that lasted from December 21st, which was the winter solstice, until January. And uh, the, the reason for this festival was to celebrate the return of the sun. And the fathers and sons of the households would go out into the woods, and they would bring back giant logs, and the, and the family would burn them in the home. And that's where we get like the Yuletide log. 
and the family, while the log was burning, would feast and have like a shit ton of drinks and a good time and celebrate the year and uh, sing Yuletide carols and uh, they would do this until the fire would die. The fire, though, would last as long as 12 days. Hence, that's where we get the term to the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, December was a great time to party for Europeans because uh, everyone in Europe at that time, was what, that's when they killed their cattle so that they wouldn't have to feed the animals for the rest of the winter because they wouldn't have enough food. So it's like, I might as well you know, kill you and eat you than let you starve and have a horrible death. It makes sense. You know? yeah. It makes sense with cows and it makes sense when you're with people on, a, on an island. But only on an island. Moving on. Uh, so everyone had like a, a suit, like this huge abundance of food and drink all at the same time. So what do you do when everyone has an abundance at the same time? You party. You party your fucking ass off. That's mm-hmm. where the Europeans kind of get this party mentality. You know, this is like the seeds. And Those then uh, the Romans in Italy in the Mediterranean, the winters were a lot less harsh than up north. Uh, life, but life was still good, you know, in Rome, because it's Rome. And when in Rome, you do as the Romans, so you celebrate. And they had a celebration during December. It was called a Saturnalia, a festival to honor the god of architecture, John Deere. Oh, I meant Saturn. Uh, the, and the festival began the week... Uh, I thought I can read that. So, I'm sadder on my bone. Oh, the week no leading up to the <laughs> winter solstice. So the festival would begin the week leading up to the winter solstice, and then it would last the full month afterwards, and everyone would just party their asses off. Like, everyone in Rome. Like, enslaved people would become freed and treated as equals during this month. Schools and businesses were closed, and everyone would just drink like it was like Mardi Gras. Also during this time, the Romans celebrated Juvenalia, a, fe- a feast honoring the children of Juvenalia. Rome. And then the upper class celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of the unconquerable sun, which was on December 25th. Which is kind of funny, because nowadays, the Roman Catholic Church still celebrates the birthday of the son of a god on December 25th. I know, it's fucked up, dude. But it's a different cat. That's why we eat a lot of fish. Yes, and that is why we eat a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Was for Mithra? It's for all of it. All of it? All celebrations in European culture, you have a lot of fish. Yeah. And pasta. Well, it depends. If you're closer to the coast, a lot of fish. So, fun fact of the day, <laughs> folks. Your grandma is wrong. The birth of Jesus Christ is not the reason for the season. Despite how many times she would beat you with a leather Bible, you know, trying to tell you. The birth of Jesus Christ wasn't even a major holiday for the Christian religion in the early years of the church. Uh, they were too focused on the rebirth of Jesus Christ, which happened in the spring, you know, the important stuff. It wasn't until the 4th century AD that the church decided to declare the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Only problem is, no one knew when he was born. Right? The guy died 400 years ago. And even when he came back, it was only to fuck around for a little and teach his homies how to live life. He didn't give a fuck about his birthday, all right? He was in his 30s. 30-year-olds don't give a fuck about their birthdays anymore, all right? If anything, they don't want people to know about their birthdays. 
But according to the Christmas story uh, that we all acted out in preschool plays, uh, there's evidence that he was born sometime around the spring. Because uh, why would shepherds be herding sheep in the winter? You know, I'm right. <laughs> it's just uh, some good old shepherd humor for you there. But I digress. The church uh, couldn't have two major holidays back-to-back in the spring, so Pope Julius I chose December 25th as the time to celebrate Jesus' birth in order to observe, absorb the traditions and fan base of the Roman Saturnalia Festival. It was kind of like a holiday corporate merger, you know? Or like uh, when the Chargers came to L.A., like even though the Rams were already there, but like they share the same stadium and the same colors, and like there's already two people, too many people in L.A., so like why the fuck not? Like they're just like, okay, why not? Like they're dumb. They'll believe it. They won't know the difference. Minthra, Jesus, it's all the same shit. Rams, Chargers. It's all the same, man. It's all the Herbert, same. Stanford. They're all just a bunch of white guys. Except for Jesus. He was. Almond. Almond. <laughs> I mean, that's the best nut to describe Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So, Christian Christmas was first called the Fest of Nativity, and it soon spread from Rome to Egypt by 432 and was up to England in the north of Europe by the 6th century. People would go to church on the day before, and then they'd spend the night and the next day just in a complete drunken state, as Europeans do, of celebration. Uh, time passed on, and people continued to celebrate Christmas in the modern era, but the holiday uh, has surely become reinvented in its own self, and just as it's more than just a time to celebrate change and practice religion. Uh, instead, it's uh, celebrating one cultural figure. People also celebrate another, St. Nicholas, or Santa Claus, and he kind of represents, I think, like a modern-day era of capitalist consumerism. Yeah. It's American construct. But he is based off of St. Nicholas, uh, who was a monk that was born in Turkey in 280 A.D. St. Yeah, St. Nicholas is pretty lit. Chris Kringle. He gave away all of his inherited riches, and he traveled the world helping the less and the unfortunate. Uh, some by saying, by like dropping things, and like people lay like coins and stuff. Coal. Uh, yeah, coal for, you know, the kids. <laughs> you, you need to take the but kids. coal is useful, too. You just got to work a little harder. Yeah. Um, but he dropped those in people's chimneys. And uh, he was known as the protector of children and sailors. Sail, sailors. Sailors? Sailors? Sailors. Sailors. Sailors? Sailors. Sorry, my accent. Really <laughs> sailors. Yeah. Sailors. That's what I meant to say. He first emerged in Santa Claus, first emerged in American pop culture in the 18th century uh, when Dutch families moved to New York and they'd celebrate the anniversary of the death of Mr. Sinterklaas. That's what they derived from. Santa Claus. Sinterklaas. Uh, in 1822, a minister named Clement Clark Moore wrote a poem about Christmas called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, but is better known for the first line of the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. 
There we go. This story really solidified kind of the Santa Claus lore and traditions. This is lit. <laughs> this is many, it. Yep. For many American families, as a jolly old man who visits every house to give presents to all the good children all over the world. Uh, after this, Christmas boomed in popularity and became the biggest family holiday in Western culture. A couple more just fast Christmas facts to run by you to end this fun fact of the day. Every year, 30 to 35 million Christmas trees are sold in the USA alone, and there are 21,000 Christmas tree suppliers. Christmas was outlawed in Boston in 1659 to 1681, and violators were fined five shillings. Christmas was declared a federal holiday, though, on June 26, 1870, seven years after slavery. I just kind of think that's interesting. Uh, and then the first eggnog made in the United States was drunken by and enjoyed by Captain John Smith, the same dude who fucked Pocahontas nice. in uh, Jamestown in 1607. So there you go. There's some Christmas trivia for everyone when you go visit your family. You know, instead of asking personal questions, you could be like, "Hey guys, yep, I know shit about Christmas." I'd be oh, like, oh, "What oh. do you want for Christmas?" What do you want for Christmas? For my grandpa's PTSD to go away. I'm sure he does too. Yeah, that's a good thing to ask for. Yeah. I would like my grandpa's schizophrenia <laughs> to go away, but if he did, then Santa Claus wouldn't exist. So I bite the bullet for you know the rest of the children. Maybe a throw blanket. Ooh, a snuggie. Oh, that'd be so fucking great. I could kill <laughs> for a snuggie right now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's a good one. I just need someone to love me, actually. Fuzzy carpet. All right, the debate. <laughs> What is more important, your body's health or your reputation? That's going to be next. So stay tuned, y'all, and uh, happy holidays. All right, so with the roommates, we just came back from an open mic night. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't just uh, the surgery for Mike, you know. <laughs> Didn't just cut him open. That'd be that'd be a very literal open mic night. All we talk. But it was pretty good. <laughs> How'd you guys think of the comedians? They're really funny. You think Tempe yeah, is an up and coming comedy hub soon? No. You no, think, no, there, no, you think no, there's no, comedy talent no. on the horizon? Absolutely. No, yeah, really. Any bright star stars in our future? Croutons. Any from that batch? Nah, dude. This is like a that one guy did impressive. That one guy, yeah. which one guy? There's like 30, 30 of them. Right now, we're, right now we're going through our global sports. We'll come with media after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Arizona just got good at sports. Let's, let us enjoy that. Mm. Yeah. And then we'll start making fun of motherfuckers. Because that, that's how it goes. Once you get good at sports, then you get good comedians. Like, look at Boston and New York. Some of the greatest sports teams, unfortunately. Some of the greatest comedians as well. Not some of the greatest sports fans, I will say that. Interesting All too. those people can kiss my ass. But anyway, on a completely different topic, uh, the debate for this episode is 
Uh, <laughs> what is more important? The health of your body or the health of your reputation? You know, this is kind of like a, more of a duality between your physical self and your social self, you know? What, is, what should you prioritize more? Because uh, I think a lot of people live their lives where it's either uh, they're doing things in order to benefit the, the, their social identity or it's things to benefit their physical body or the vice versa of that it's things to hurt their social identity hurt their reputation or they are doing things that are slowly killing them you know right. so there's two sides to that coin so uh what do you guys think well What's they're like immediate? absolute maximums so it's like you reach it's either reach like your maximum health and like maximum reputation or is it just like only focus on I guess it's uh, what is more important. So, like, like, um, is it? Because what is more important? What is more important? Health. What in my life would I choose? Reputation. Because right now I'm smoking, and like that, I would need to max out my health if I'm already like gonna just be an averagely healthy dude. Mm. I don't need to be overly healthy. But something that I could have over the amount of would be reputation. And that would be insane. And I could beat up the cred that once I already have reputation, it doesn't fade. I already have a legacy. So I can just fucking be healthy, averagely. Mm -hmm. So what type of reputation would you like want? Just like success? Or just like people fearing you? People respecting you? Just connections. If I need something, I can give someone a call and it's no off. Mm. So like trust. And yeah. Dependability. Just have a lot of people that we're just neutral with. Good pages with. But how do you build that type of reputation, like that healthy of a reputation with the, like the community? You obviously have to sacrifice the health of your body in order to maintain that that well of a reputation. You know, with the community, like you have to expel a lot of energy in order to uh, either gain power where people respect you to the point where they'll do shit to you, or you got to be nice enough of a person and do shit for other people where they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, like I owe Chibusi this favor, I'll do this for him. I mean, it'd be a fine line of, like, thinking that I'm a god and doing god activities. Mm. And so, it's just going to be 50-50 of that. People will like it. Because yeah. what is the point of having the power of god if you're not going to use it? Exactly. As... What's the point of having the power of god if niggas fear you? It'd be a lot better if they loved you. Mm. Yeah, I remember my, um, my immediate reaction to this was... Uh, thinking like the health of your body is obviously important because um, you got to make sure the body works in order to have a healthy lifestyle in order to get what you really want in order to build that reputation but then I started thinking like there's, there's plenty of really healthy guys in prison if you think about it you know they have all the things they need you know they work out a shit ton every day they read a ton of books they eat three times a day they probably sleep regularly probably um Yet they aren't currently doing anything with their lives, you know? And uh, it's not because of their body's health or anything like that. It's because they have unhealthy reputations, you know? the decisions they made. Exactly. If you have a bad reputation in jail, you're not even going to end up in that statistic. Well, yeah, and even if you have an unhealthy reputation in, in the jail, I'm talking, uh, you're obviously going to yeah, end up shanked or fucked or murdered or, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about, like, everyone in jail has an unhealthy reputation in society. That's why they were put in jail. Yeah. Um, 
So it's it's also important not to sacrifice your body's health for your reputation uh, because that's the easiest way to lose both. You know, it's important to balance the two. You know, as you're maintaining your body's health, you know, and uh, keeping uh, a healthy diet and also exercising and also maintaining your mental health and taking breaks when you need, when you feel overwhelmed with life, you also got to maintain your relationships with your family. You know, you got to be a good son or a good uh, a good brother or you know uh, you know keep keep up uh, I'm saying you know way too fucking much today I think it's the weed I think that's you know, the side know. effect you know you know yeah you know I take a hit every time I say you know <laughs> like what would your what would you choose yeah your what are your guys two sons you're like well, the fucking health guru oh, yeah I am healthy, yeah. Right now, <laughs> I am healthy. <laughs> I definitely focus on like the health side, just because of powerlifting. You know, the best shape that I can be in is gonna take me the farthest. But I realize what I'm doing could also like catch up with me in the long run. You know, a lot of I know a lot of people who say like, "Oh yeah, you know, the weight that you're lifting, you're gonna fuck yourself over when you're older." But honestly, at this point, I'm like balls in. You know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it. That's a really good point, especially in the powerlifting world. How many like powerlifting greats is there? Is that they like lifted a shit ton of weight in their youth, and now that they're older, their bodies are fucked. It's all right. Depending if you were like that's uh, literally giving up your body's health for your reputation. Yeah, yeah, it depends. You know, all the all the powerlifters and all like the great bodybuilders mm-hmm. who take steroids, you know, those are going to be the main ones who are fucked, you know. Yes. They're they're actually fucked with their health, you know. All their organs are going to be enlarged for the rest of their life. And when they shrink their muscle, they're going to have a lot of problems. Yes. But like natural most natty lifters will end up fine as long as they know how to like take care of themselves, you know, if they're not like idiots in the gym when they're older, you know, they, you know, they do like stretching, they do exercises that mm-hmm. keep them mobile, you know? Yeah. It, it, it just depends. I feel like your body must catch up at some point though. You probably are in hell of pain in your old. <laughs> yeah. Arthritis you know I mean? will not be kind. To you. Yeah, arthritis is gonna hurt like a bitch. <laughs> You've been moving those joints a lot, so. buddy. When <laughs> you get like the steroids that just build up cartilage. Yeah, I'm just saying. My grandpa's 87 and he still goes to the gym four times a week, and he's fine. Oh yeah, there's no excuses. So like, and he's okay. he's good. How many times does your grandpa grunt though when he sits down? Never. That's a health man. Yeah, he's very. My pop up, he used to grunt literally. Before, like, on his way walking to the chair to sit down, he would be grunting. Yeah. He died of a brain tumor. He runs in the family. Hmm. The grunting or the brain tumor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I grunt all the time. But, yeah. Reputation. What's, like, what, what's, like, a good scenario where it is, like, I don't know, like, a, you should sacrifice your body's health for your reputation? Well, the biggest thing is school, bro. Like, think about, like, school, like bro. finals week? No, just in general. Okay. Like, think of all the nights that you spend up that you just, you stay up so late, you know, to do homework and you get no sleep. Like, you're sacrificing your health to keep, like, your grades 
so you don't yeah, fail, do you know, that's... That. Yeah. Even a job, bro. If you work oh, yeah, exactly. Like, a job. So yeah. many people get... If you're working overtime, dude, you're job. just fucking yourself. Graveyard shifts, you know, yeah. that's... Yeah. There's a lot of scenarios. But there's truth in, like, if you love what you do, then it won't help. Then yeah, won't if help. you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, but... This isn't about doing what you love. This is about doing what's healthy for you or what's healthy for what people think about you. And, like, what's more important? Because I think that's the conflict that a lot of people have in their lives, where a lot of people think they have to do this thing because their their reputation depends on it. Uh, And yet they hate their lives. And that hate, like builds into stress and that stress only builds into you know the body aching and slowly dying faster in more creative and painful ways but if you're chilling and you love your life and you don't really give a fuck you know your body reflects that and it acts healthy you know you only really get sick once in a while yep that's true and I mean food poisoning is still a fish but we're only human mm-hmm. Pork is pork. Pork is pork. But it's important to value your reputation in order to progress and achieve greatness. But in order to keep that progression and to remain great, it is important to know and respect your own body's limits and capabilities so that you're able to maintain and be great. You know? And that, I think that's really the third side of the coin. Yeah. To it. So yeah, just keep riding that edge. Stay high, everyone. Have a good night. Stay high. Any other um, thoughts or anything on reputation of body? I don't know. I just think that body you're using as a blanket term right now. I think there's more yeah. than see. I don't feel like going There's more that I think that I'm involving body in. and mind. Let's dive in. Thing. I don't know. I just think that there's more than two pillars of health, right? So like. You can break this down into, I think, social health and, like, yeah. reputation can, like, be, like, well, yeah, there's, social health. There's, like, eight pillars of wellness. Yes. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, I'm health in, about it, in of itself. Like, okay. physical health is what? It's, like, your physical health, your cognitive and mental well-being, your emotional mm-hmm. health, and I would even say, like, your spiritual health. Yeah. Uh, and social health is just, like, one of those pillars. Yeah. So, like, that's where your reputation will fall under. However, like, I guess reputation could also have different effects on like your mental well-being like your stress levels even like and we know like stress is like the leading cause of all illnesses besides like sleep loss so like reputation can have a pull on like many different other pillars uh so i just think it's important to have a how, balance of how many of the pillars do you think reputation affects well probably i think it only affects so. probably all of them probably, all of them. probably every single one of them definitely besides in what ways uh okay well like for mental well-being uh Actually, let's start. Just start with emotional well-being. Like your reputation, the way you feel about yourself has a like the, like the confidence you have in yourself has a significant playing like into like type of person that you are. And if you like feel shitty about yourself and like you have a shitty reputation, uh, you're only going to be like we're social creatures, right? So like you're only going to be feeling worse about yourself. It's just going to cause you like emotional distress, stress, and it's going to like lead to gray hairs, shit like that. Uh, like physical well-being. Probably not nearly as important besides just like the effects that stress is going to have on your body. Uh, it's going to cause you like mental problems as well. But like I feel like that ties more into emotional distress 
And spiritual well-being might not even have an effect at all. Like, if you're a spiritual creature, like, your reputation might not even be, like, something that you can think about. Well, yeah. the spiritual well-being is based off of the fact that you have lost all sense of your own reputation. Yeah, like, that, exactly. That's the point of it. So it should have, like, no effect on, like, your feeling of, like, reputation. Or reputation should have no effect on, like, your spiritual well-being. Yeah, your spiritual well-being. Because that's, like, the whole point, right? The whole point is, like, to dissociate from that. <laughs> and to like grow as a spirit and an individual. Well I, well, I feel like also if a person is overly concerned about the reputation, they probably have an unhealthy spiritual. It, it, yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like it, it could only be like a negative thing, I guess. But I don't know. I just think that you need a balance in life. And that you just need a balance of everything. And like if anything's out of balance, then it's going to affect every other part of your life. So the key is Zen. Find that middle place. Couldn't put in a better way myself. Yeah. 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 I agree. I like that. I I I I just got settled on All the way over here. And the episode. It's a mind body soul type. Yep. Oh yeah, you gotta work on your mind, body, and soul at this, like mm-hmm. all at the same times. But while you do it, they all benefit. Like exactly, like your mind clears up the more you exercise your body, and then like you be you find like the way the more you use your body, the more you find out about who you are and like your soul. And then the more you develop who you are in your soul, you the more you find out ways that you can use your mind, and then the way that you use your mind. It's those ways that you just use your body in cooler ways, and you just start being able to cool do it. Like, I wasn't able to bike with no hands before this year, and now I do it way too fucking much. Yeah. Like, I do it so confidently. I feel like Harry Potter riding a broomstick. It is amazing. You get humbled. Yeah, until yeah. I get <laughs> smashed You're by a poor bat. Like yeah, that, that's literally a sign. Like you then- of me. You stopped right with that. That's actually, that, that was you. That's li- I wasn't wearing a helmet though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my hair. That was literally me when I broke that handlebar. Oh, no, I haven't, gotten, I haven't gotten in a bike accident yet. Yeah. Pretty proud of that. Yeah. Because I'm so Should good be. at riding with no hands. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Stay high, everyone. <laughs> Stay safe, too. Alright. And wear a helmet. And pop a wheelie. And always pop a wheelie. Pop a wheelie. <laughs>